1: Today we will explore how to prepare for severe storms and floods. In the last decade, Australia has experienced some of its worst flooding events in recorded history. Between 2020 and 2022, large areas have gone underwater three to four times. As intense rainfall has repeatedly caused river networks to overflow, some flood-prone communities have experienced catastrophic damage to infrastructure, homes and even loss of life. So, how do you know if a serious weather event is imminent? And what should you do to prepare? Who can you ask for help? And should you stay or evacuate?
2: storms can strike anywhere. So always being storm prepared is a very good thing. In terms of floods, if you live near a waterway, a creek, a storm pipe, they need to be mindful in terms of where that water might flow and what it might impact them in terms of either their house or their transit um, and transport day to day from work and home.
1: Let's get started. When storms and floods hit, Most communities in Australia rely on their local state or territory emergency services for assistance. Commonly known as the SES, these agencies help communities prepare for emergencies to minimize their risk. They assist with evacuations and the cleanup and repair tasks after the rain stops and water subside. Every SES depends on their highly trained volunteers, like Cristina Sabato, who has been serving in New South Wales for many years. So we're the combat agency for flood, storms and tsunamis. A lot of our members around the state help flooded communities. We look after uh, any storm damage to property, trees that have come down, roof damage, anything of that nature that's related to either flash flooding or storms. SCS volunteers often door knock to warn residents before a severe storm or flood occurs. They provide residents with information on evacuation procedures and options. They may help protect properties or infrastructure by removing dangerous items or preparing sandbags to build temporary contention walls to keep the water out. Dorothy Tran is a community capability officer for the New South Wales SES. She says the first step is preparedness. People must understand their risk level so they can draft an emergency strategy detailing what they'll do when disaster strikes.
2: Before people actually look at drafting a plan, they need to know why they're drafting their plan. What is their actual risk? Do they know if where they live, work or visit are areas that could be impacted by storms or floods? Storms can strike anywhere. So always being storm prepared is a very good thing. In terms of floods, if you live near a waterway, a creek, a storm pipe, they need to be mindful in terms of where that water might flow and what it might impact them in terms of either their house or their transit and transport day to day from work and home.
1: People who live near waterways should always keep informed of weather conditions in case it floods. Communities can monitor up-to-date weather forecasts through the Bureau of Meteorology or SES apps, their websites, or through their social media. They must be able to enact their emergency plans before the water rises. If they have children, pets, or livestock, they should know how and where they will take them to safety. Depending on the danger level, they may need to evacuate. Alternatively, they may decide to stay and defend their property. Either way, people who live in flood-prone areas need to consider what supplies they will require beforehand and keep an emergency pack ready. Miss Tran explains.
2: Do they need things like medication day to day? You probably need to consider your basic necessities. So having a spare set of clothes, having some water and food. If you have pets or any children in your family, making sure you've got items for them. So pets probably need things like leashes, carriers, maybe some of their foods and treats. For kids, spare clothes, food for them if required, nappies if it's a baby or toddler, prams, and have something that's comforting as well. It could be treats, toys or a comfortable blanket to make sure that they also feel safe and comfortable.
1: Ms Tran also suggests keeping emergency contact numbers handy and ensure others also know your plans beforehand.
2: If you are going to leave, discuss with family and friends where you'll be going. Can you go to another family and friend's place outside of the affected area? Will you need to go to an evacuation centre? If you're the main translator in your family, the main English speaker, the household members you have who might be left behind, do, do they know what to do if you're not in the house? We have heard of stories where grandparents looking after their grandkids, a storm or a flood hits, and do the grandparents know what to do with the kids if they need to evacuate? Sharing and practising your plan is really important.
1: Other necessary items to pack – include batteries, flashlights, candles, rain gear, blankets, and toiletries. Also, a first aid kit and important documents, such as passports or other forms of ID, banking or insurance information, as well as other valuable items, such as property deeds or family photos. Although the SES's top recommendation is for people to evacuate, some experienced flood victims decide to stay. Nicole Wastel lives in the lower Macdonald River region, in a small town in the outskirts of Sydney. Her two-story home has flooded four times in two years. Because it takes her family three to four days to prepare for a flood, They monitor the weather forecast through the Bureau of Meteorology app and keep a log of the river water levels. This ensures they have a head start before the waters rise.
0: We all go and do a big grocery shop and stock up on all your tin food or your long life sort of foods in case we get cut off. My husband goes and top up all the fuel jerry cans so we've got heaps of fuel on hand for the generator for when we lose power. I fill the bathtubs with water just so we have fresh water for drinking or washing up.
1: There are a few simple steps you can take to prepare your home for a severe storm. These include cleaning leaves from gutters and drains to prevent blockages, tidying up or tying down anything that could blow around in strong winds or float away. Fix any damage to your roof, including broken or missing tiles.
0: Once that's done, you start lifting things from downstairs up, and then you're basically prioritising moving cars, boats, anything you can move via trailers to a higher ground. Then you bunker in and wait to see how high it comes.
1: Miss Wastel keeps life jackets and a small boat ready in case the family needs to evacuate. She tracks the water levels inside her home too.
0: We mark with a permanent texter on our wall in the staircase where that high tide mark was and we'd write the date and the time and then the next high tide we would mark it again and that would give us a guide if it had risen or had fallen.
1: Communicating with the outside world is hugely important. Because landlines, mobile phones and the internet fail during floods, some people use walkie-talkies. Ms. Wastel has chosen a different option.
0: We've actually changed our internet provider to satellite, so we always have phone reception, which has been a massive necessity. Out here, once you've lost power, you've got nothing. So with the satellite services, they can be plugged into the generator and then they still work.
1: SCS volunteer Cristina Sabato also recommends not parking vehicles under trees, near drains or next to anything that could cause damage. She stresses that the most important and potentially life-saving advice is to refrain from driving through floodwaters. The murky water may be hiding debris or road damage underneath, even sinkholes. There may be dangerous undercurrents or torrents capable of washing vehicles away. Floods can look quite innocent, however, there'll be deeper than you think. It may be a road that you've driven a thousand times when it's been underwater, but all it takes is is one time for it not to be okay, for something to go very wrong. Ms Tran adds other potential dangers include unexpected hitchhikers.
2: There's been quite a few stories over the last few years where if you end up in a vehicle, even in floodwaters, snakes and spiders and all sorts of insects climbing into your vehicle as well. Um, And that could also lead to a whole bunch of other troubles. So I really encourage people to leave rather than, you know, stay and find themselves traveling through floodwater.
1: It is also important to check that your insurance policy is current and adequate. Ensure that it covers you for the types of events specific to your location. These may include flash flooding, storm water runoff, associated landslides, and damage caused by trees or falling items. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Settlement Guide, written and produced by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide managing editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time.